Do we have that promo ready? Do we have that promo that we showed this morning? The promo, do we have it ready? Let's go ahead and play that promo. If you have that ready, for those of you, July, say July 4th, 5th, and 6th. Revival. Fire. Turn it up. Turn it up. Rewind it. Start it over because you have to turn it up. You have to give me some volume. Hallelujah. So make sure that you register. It is free. Um, everyone in Houston is invited. Glory to God. Everyone in Texas. Praise God. Who registered already? Amen. So we will be there the 4th, the 5th, and the 6th. There won't be no uh, Wednesday night service. So make plans to be there. Amen. We're, we're the, a church that is helping um, in this in uh, revival meetings, and God has given us the privilege to to help out any way that we can. Uh, and they ask us to spread the word, invite. There will be Spanish translation, Amen. And uh, we don't take it for granted that God's chosen servant is sent here to Houston, Texas, to bring revival, Amen. How many of you are in great expectancy? Hallelujah. Be in prayer. Prepare yourselves uh, as, you, as you get ready to receive uh, for what God has for you, for your family, and for your city. It's going to be powerful. Somebody say powerful. powerful. Amen. So I'm going to continue from this morning. Today we are celebrating 12 years here at the Power Love Church. How many of you are thankful for this house? Hallelujah. We're... Healing rivers flow, amen, where lives are being changed and radically transformed by the power of God. And uh, I feel like we're just getting started, amen. Um, we've had a great year, and uh, I believe that this uh, second half of, of, of 2023 is going to be over the top. Who believes that? Amen. If you believe that, say amen. And so, um, the power of love, what's love got to do with it? Everything. Say everything. Why is that? That's right. Look at y'all. Praise the Lord. Because God is love. Amen. And there's, there's power in, in God. There's power in love. Um, it, it was so funny because I, I was, um, I, I like to, I keep up with like certain ministries. And I just so happened to see uh, 
who knows Pastor Tony Carpenter, Baltimore. He's a good friend of ours. And um, I just was was finding, I believe I was uh, looking at, at, at Pastor Ronnie's because uh, he, he, anyways, okay. So, um, and I was looking, at, I seen his title, and his title was The Power of Love. <laughs> Anybody seen that? Am I the only one that caught it? I seen that, and I thought, wow, but his, his was The Power of Love, uh, the offense proof for the end times. Because the power of God's love, it is what is going to keep you and protect you and lift you up and to be the, the, the people that God has called you to be in these last times. I'm not going to preach this message because I only heard the beginning. But I, it's so important that I take you there. In Matthew... In Matthew um, 24, I caught the beginning of it. And in Matthew, he, and his, his uh, uh, message was out of this scripture. Um, Matthew uh, 24, verse, um, it's talking about the end times. Well, no, 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 no. I know what scripture it is, but I just want to see how far back I want to go. Well, well, let's do four. And Jesus answered and said unto them, take heed that no man deceive you. You know how in tune with God you have to be to, to, to see to it that you recognize true from what is not true? For many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ. And shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nations shall rise up against nations and kingdoms against kingdoms. And there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes and, and diverse places. And diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. Don't be a wanderer. Are you with me? Verse 12, and because iniquity shall abound. Is iniquity abounding? The love of many shall wax cold. The love, it says, and because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. You know, the Bible says that faith worketh by love. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But faith works by love. Um, I was reading something from Dr. Bishop Oidepo and, uh, in regards to the love of God. And he was saying this about faith works by love. He said this, just like the science laboratory there are some reactions that will lie dormant until you introduce a catalyst. 
So is it with faith. Faith is acting on the word of God to commit him to make good his promise. You have the word, faith, prayer, and fasting all in one beaker, as it were, and you're waiting for all to produce your desire. But these, subst- but, but, but these are substances that require an activator, a catalyst. Say an activator, a catalyst. The introduction of a catalyst is to accelerate the rate of the reaction. And love is that catalyst that helps to activate your faith for speedy delivery. And so, you know, the Bible says that faith worketh by love. Remember in 1 Corinthians 13, 13, the Bible says, now, now abided uh, uh, hope, faith, and love or charity, but the greatest of these is, so they're, they're all important. Uh, because they work with each other. But I want you, I've been on faith, and I want you to focus on love because love is a catalyst. Um, even if we go through 1 Corinthians 13, you know, it talks about the gifts of the Spirit. It talks about, you know, uh, 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 all these different things. But if there is no love, then there's nothing. One translation says you're bankrupt. So hope, faith, and love, the greatest is love. That's why the power of love. And so love is the catalyst. Love is the activator that will, that will cause your faith, your hope, your fasting, your praying to function. And so I wanted to read what Pastor Tony was saying because it's so true. You know, um, you cannot have faith without hope. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. So faith relies on your, on your hope. Your hope comes from the word of God. Hope is, is not just like I hope one day this is going to happen. This hope that the Bible talks about, it's a living hope. Say a living hope. It's not an I hope so, it's an I know so. So the hope of the word that comes to you from the word of God is if, if, you, if you see it in the promises of God, this lively hope, and the Bible calls it a lively hope, it's, it's you get it from the word and it's like, I know this is for me. And so then uh, faith is a substance of, of things hoped for. Hope is for the future. Hope is your expectation, but because you grab it from the word of the Lord, you know it's a living hope. It's, it's real. It's not a teaser. It's not a wishing. It's not left for the, it's, it's, I know this is for me. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they said that they were not going to bow. And this is what we have to operate in. They said, you know, they were told to bow. If you don't, we're going to throw you in the fiery furnace. He says, you know, number one, uh, we're not going to bow. And then they said, you know, but, uh, uh, and, our, and our God shall deliver us. That's hope because he hadn't delivered them yet. They're talking about what, what they know God will do in the future. But, but what's the proof that it was a lively hope and not just, I hope he does. You cannot live your Christian life with, with that type of false hope. Hope, uh, I hope 
my marriage gets better. I hope that this, you know, turns out good for me. No, when you get your hope from the word of God, it's an assurance that it's a reality. It's a reality. It's like you know, I, I, this is what God's word says. This belongs to me, and, and my expectation is real. Amen. And so then they said, even if he doesn't, uh, uh, they said, we will not bow, but even if he, uh, 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 um, wait, what did I say at first? What did it say at first? So we're not bowing, uh, and even if, he, even if he doesn't deliver us, no, no, no. He said, yeah, we're not bowing. And then he says, our, our God shall deliver us. So that's the hope. And then they said, even if he doesn't deliver us, uh, 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 we're not going to bow. That, okay, so they're, they're, in, that, in that whole thing, you can see hope, faith, and love. Because their, their faith was like, we're not bowing. Their hope was God will deliver us. Then their love was proven that even if God don't do it for us, we already know we're not bowing. We already made up our mind. So when your expectation is real, you stand and having done all stand. But you have to have that love of God that will empower you. And it will be the, the catalyst that, would, in, in, that, that will uh, activate everything. That's why when the Bible, you can use loosely all things work together for good. And many people do. And God will work nothing out for you because you think uh, you, you, you glory in your tribulation. Be careful never to glory in your problems. Thinking, oh, I'm going through this. And the bigger the struggle, the bigger. Get out of that mentality. The bigger the love for God. No matter what you're going through, God will bring you out. I said God will bring you out. Amen. And so, I lost my train of thought. But uh, uh, so, the love of God, they said, even if he doesn't, we will not bow. And so, you have to understand, uh, now abided hope, faith, and love, 1 Corinthians 13, 13. But the greatest is love. You know why? Because tongue is going to do away with. You're not going to speak in tongues in heaven. You're not. Is going to be do, done away with. Tongues is for here. God doesn't only understand tongues. He understands regular language as well. Amen. Amen. But thank God for tongues. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. But that's going to be done away with. That's for here. Faith is going to be done away with. Knowledge is going to be done away with. But one thing that will not be done away with is love. Because love is eternal. Because God is love. And so what do you think the Bible says that in the last days, uh, because of iniquity arising, that the love of many shall wax cold? Because if faith worketh by love, that means you can claim to have all the faith and you're believing, you're believing. But if the devil's messing with your love, you ain't getting nowhere. Because faith worketh by love. If he can just get you to be offended, if he can just get you to cause, to, to divide you, if he can just get you to get mad, to get angry, and, and, and you know, even the Bible says that uh, uh, be angry but sin not because anger gives the enemy a foothold. And it talks about don't let the sun go down in your wrath. 
If you get mad, you better kiss before you go to bed. If you're believing for things, somebody better be the bigger person. I think one Sunday night I said, you got to win some to lose. Or I said something wrong. It was not good. But what I was trying to say, because <laughs> that's not the kingdom of God. You don't, that's the devil. We win them all, glory to God. Because even your, cha- your, your love is challenged. Amen. People push your buttons. Yeah, because your love gets challenged, but it doesn't have to be defeated. Love never fails. Love conquers all. Amen. Hallelujah. So what I was trying to say, what is that saying, Brother Ram? Help me out. You, I think I said it in marriage class. You got to be willing to lose, lose the battle to win the war. So going back to you better kiss and make up and get over it real quick because we're working on some things. When that really hits you, you don't have time to get mad. You don't have time to get offended. You don't have time. You're working on something. You know, uh, uh, you know uh, uh, the Bible says that, that um, there's a, there's, I think it's a proverb. I don't know where it's at now, but, but if you fall during hard times, it just demonstrates your weakness. And you're not weak. You're strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Amen. And so, so if, you know, faith works by love, and so you have to protect your love. And I've been saying this, that the only way to live is on fire for God. Non, non-compromise. Non-compromise. I'm going to love God with all my heart. What is the greatest commandment? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. I was saying this morning that, you know, your, 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 your um, Christianity is your life. It, you're, 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 you uh, uh, haven't received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior is that you, you know, you gave him your life. You don't fit him into your life. He owns your life. The Bible says that we don't belong to ourselves, that we were bought with a price, and that price was the precious blood of Jesus Christ. How can we go on living alive and, and then God, just trying to fit God in certain days and certain times of our lives? We, are, we, we have a, a, a treasure in this earthen vessel. We are the temple of the living God. We are carriers of the Spirit of God. Is anybody here tonight? Hallelujah. And so, um, um, you have to protect God's love in your life. You have to see to it that, um, that, that you, you, you stay red hot on fire for God. Amen. It's like protect your first love. You got to do that in your marriage. Hear me out. You got to do that. Don't stop doing things you used to do just because 10 years have passed by, 20 years, 25 years. Keep it fresh. Amen. Keep, do nice things. If you used to do certain things, keep doing them. Good things. Amen. Y'all looking at me like that. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Hidden hope. Okay. Let me keep going on that note. <laughs> Marriage class tonight. You know, and, and see, the love of God doesn't wait. Some of you are thinking, yeah, he needs to do more. Yeah, she needs to do more. But what do you got to do? Because the love of God doesn't seek itself. It, it pours out. 
It's not what others can do for you. It's what you can do for others. Are you with me? And so, it, it, you know, uh, uh, the love of God expresses itself. The love of God extends itself. And, and, and it doesn't compromise. And so it, the, the marriage is such a beautiful example. And it should be a beautiful example because it should be an example of our relationship with God. Are you with me? We, we did. Uh, we, a marriage is a covenant. Well, your, your relationship with God is a covenant. That's what you enter to, a covenant with God. Amen. And that covenant is forever. God, you ain't going nowhere. I ain't going nowhere, so we're in this together. Let's get to know each other more. Let's just make up our minds that I'm going to serve you. You're here for me, and we're here for each other, and we're going to enjoy life, and we're going to make it. <laughs> That's what you got to do with your spouse. Sorry, Peter. I'm spitting. That's what you got to do. It's anointed. Don't worry. That's what you got to do with your spouse. You know, it, it, it wasn't. I always tell people, what do you want? You got to decide that in your walk with God. What do you want? Do you want to do it God's way or do you want to do it your way? In your marriage too. It's not until, you know, and because a lot of people got married uh, uh, um, for, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, let me use this as an example. Because <laughs> I'm just going to use as an example. You know, we were young. I was 10. No, just kidding. I was 15. Well, we got married, I was 16. And so you think you know. Right, babe? We thought we knew. Laugh. And then the bubble popped. And so you think you know, right? And it's like you think you counted the cost and we're in this together forever. Until it gets a little tough. You know what I'm saying? It gets a little tough. And, and, and so, um, but, you know, living or being married without God is a horrible thing because we've been there. We did that. Well, we claim to be Christians. Well, at least I did. And, 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 but we were, uh, I was not being, uh, you know, real to the faith at that moment. I was part-time. I was like just a church attender, but I remember that. And there's so much that happens when Jesus is not the center even people that go to church, if Jesus is not the center, uh, every, it, things happen. This is a serious thing. But when you choose to get serious with God, man, that's when the breakthroughs come. That, and it's making up your mind. What do you want? You know what? We got tired. Right, babe? We got tired. We got tired. Did you get tired? You got tired of me. I got tired. He said really tired. Don't be so expressive. <laughs> You're not tired now, are you? Okay. <laughs> and so, you know, we needed Jesus. But it was all a matter of us deciding how we wanted to do it. It was just a matter of us deciding we want to do things God's way. We want to surrender our lives to God. You know, it only takes one person. It only takes one person to make up their mind that they're going to serve God with or without. And when you do that, God will give you your heart's desires. What is impossible with men is possible with God. All things are possible to them that believe. You know, I, we've been there trying to, try to do things on our own, and all it left us was frustrated. All it left us was irritated, going back to the same thing over and over. But it wasn't until we decided what we wanted to do. 
We wanted to we wanted to be together. We wanted to be right. We wanted to our hearts to be cleansed. We wanted, you know, a fresh beginning. And and the only way that we could have that is by totally surrendering our lives to Jesus. Is by totally allowing God to fill us with his love. And that 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 came uh, by by, you know, personally each one uh, 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 seeking him and getting to know him. The best, the best way to grow in this love of God is to get to know the Father, how wonderful he is, how merciful he is, how good he is. Does anybody know how good God is? Hallelujah. And so, you know, I'll, I'll say that again. You know, if, 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 I've, if, if you think, you know, I don't know, you might call your marriage per- perfect, but, I mean, I've known a lot of anointed men and women of God and They'll tell you, you know, there's challenges that people go through. Amen. Don't ever like, oh, I wish, you know, they never, they never do. Stop. Because you don't go home with people. Amen. Look at what God can do for you. Amen. I don't know why I said that, but anyways, I did. And so, um, what was I saying? No, I know I said that, but before that, yeah. You weren't paying attention to me. <laughs> I forgive you. What was I saying? Yeah, so you're, you're there, there's challenges. It's like your walk with God. You're, 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 you, you are, it's scriptural to go through challenges, but it's unscriptural to be defeated. Amen. Love is, will be, your love for God will be challenged. It was challenged in the life of Daniel. It was challenged in the life of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It was challenged in the life of Esther. You know, it was challenged in the life of the Apostle Paul. And, 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 and so on. It'll be challenged. But it will, love will never fail. The love of God in you will never fail. If you keep God's love, God's love will keep you. So you have to see to it that you guard it, that you don't allow it. You know, in the last days, many's, the love uh, of many will wax cold because of iniquity that's abounding on this, on this earth. And so, so you have to see to it. As for me, I have to protect it from not, not being used of the enemy. You know, through me, uh, uh, I have to get over anything that is of offense, that is unforgiveness, that is, you know, uh, anger, resentment, uh, whatever it is. Um, I was listening to him, and he was saying that he was praying for a lady. Uh, he kept, a lady kept coming, and she kept having the same uh, 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 pain in her spine. And uh, uh, I hope I'm saying this right, but she, and she kept coming, you know, for the same thing. And then the, the Lord showed him that uh, the reason... You know, she, she was, seemed to be exercising her faith, you know, getting the word faith in God and, 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 and so forth, confessing the word, decreeing and declaring. And he said until the Lord showed him by the, by the, by the word of, of, of knowledge that she, there was unforgiveness or some type of, of discord with family members. And that, that right there was, uh, was hindering her love walk. That right there was hindering her from getting her healing. And so when he spoke that word and he went and made, and when she went to go make it right, 
the, her healing came immediately. Because faith worketh by love. Say that, faith worketh by love. So don't waste your time decreeing, declaring, fasting, praying. And then there's offense in your heart. You can't help how other people feel, but you sure can help how you feel. And you have to make up your mind that as for you, you're going to keep your heart right before God. Number one, because you love God. Number two, because you love people. You're commanded to love people. You don't get to choose if you love people or not. If the love of God is in you, you have to love everybody. But that doesn't mean you got to kick it with everybody. Are you with me? Love, the love of God doesn't kick it with everybody. And there are, you know, you got to choose your relationships wisely because people to help you fall out of love. And you have to protect yourself because you're working on something. This is going to be the most effective, productive Second half of 2023 for you, for your family, for your home. Whatever you set your mind, your heart to do, you shall do it for the glory of God, with the help of God, and by the love of God. If you believe that, I want you to shout a loud amen. amen. And give the Lord some praise in advance for that. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, there's a blessing in, in, the, in operating in the love of God. Let me take you there. In 1 Corinthians 2, is this helping somebody? Say, nobody got time for that. We're working on something. Who's believing for big things? Then guess what, guess what is going to be the target? Your love walk. <laughs> right? It's like the Bible says we're not ignorant of the tactics of the enemy. He doesn't come up with anything new. He uses the same tricks, the same tactics. That's why when it, it comes to you, make sure that it stops with you. When people come up to you and say, so-and-so was saying this about you, shut it down. Because number one, I don't, you know, for me, it's always like, I don't care the, the, what people, people say. What I care is that how were you, they were so comfortable telling you. So don't come and tell me so-and-so was saying something. If you know me, I'll shut that down real quick, and it's going to fall back on you. You should be like that. It'll help you. I'm working on something. Now, if it has to do with somebody here, and, you know, I am a pastor, I, and I, I, the Lord has entrusted me with his sheep, and so things have to, you know, get taken care of. How many of you appreciate that? Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. And so 1 Corinthians 2, glory to God, verse 9. I think I want to also read it in a different translation. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. How many of you love the Lord? We're going to go over that in a minute. Hallelujah. And I know you do. This is just going to be a freshener. Amen. This is going to be just a freshener, refresher, a reminder like the Apostle Peter that wrote Second Peter and said, I know you already know these things and you're doing these things, but just to stir your thinking before he went on to be with the Lord. He said, let me just remind you about a few things. I know you're already doing them, but just to remind you, 
Who appreciates the reminder? Hallelujah. So in 1 Corinthians, get love-minded. Amen. You know, Dr. Um, Bishop Ayurepo said, people always ask me, um, how do you, um, what's the easiest way to operate in the gifts of the Spirit? You know, um, he says, fall in love with Jesus. And when you do, it, they, the, the gift that is needed at the very moment will begin to flow through you. Isn't that wonderful? Many people get like, I, I want this gift or I want this gift. Just fall in love with Jesus because when you surrender your life to him and you, you, you know, you're in, in union with him through relationship, God trusts you to begin to pour it out in you and through you. Hallelujah. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, uh, verse 9, it says, But as it is written, I had not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things. Somebody say things. Ooh, I see the, your, the, the genuine love that you have for the Lord getting things over to you. The things which God had prepared for them that love him. How many lovers of Jesus are here tonight? Hallelujah. And then uh, um, it says, um, but God had revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searched all things, yeah, the deep things of God. Uh, I'm going to read it in the um, uh, Amplified. It says, but just as it is written in scripture, things which the eye has not seen, and the ear has not heard, and which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared. Imagine that. God has things prepared for you. Hello. All that God has prepared for those who love him. And then it says, who hold him in affectionate reverence. That's not loving God casual. Everybody claims to love God. And believe in God. And just because you believe in God doesn't prove your love for him. If your belief doesn't have actions towards God. Are you with me? All that God has prepared for those who love him, who hold him in affectionate reverence, who obey him, and who gratefully recognize the benefits that he has bestowed. Oh, glory be to God. Let's see how the Amplified Classic says it. But on the contrary, as the scripture says, what eye has not seen and ear has not heard and has not entered into the heart of man, all that God has prepared, made and keeps ready. Keep made and keeps ready. Somebody say, God has some things ready for me. And it's my love for him that will bring the delivery of those things. Do you believe that? If you do, say amen. Hallelujah. Wonderful. God has prepared, made, and keeps ready for those who love him, who hold him in affectionate reverence, promptly obeying him, and gratefully recognizing the benefits he has bestowed. Hallelujah. Well, love is the greatest. Amen. And the love of God operating in and through your life will terminate every form of struggle. 
every form of stress and every form of struggle. The Bible says that there is no fear in love. Remember, this love is the agape love, the God kind of love. And there is, there is no fear in love, in the God kind of love. For fear brings torment. Fear brings torment uh, uh, of, of what's going to happen or this or that. But perfect love, which is what a mature love, uh, a love that understands, you know, uh, uh, who God is and his faithfulness, uh, casted out all fear. Because when you know God, you know love. And when you know love, you trust love. Amen. And, and you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God will take care of you. And he will. God will take care of you. God will take care of your children. God will take care of your home. Hallelujah. You know, uh, uh, I'm not going to get into details because it's not my, my testimony, but an incident happened at my mother-in-law's house. And, 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 and it should have been a, tra a tragedy. It had nothing to do with that home. It was with people on the streets. But, it, you know, somebody should have been dead. Let's just put it that way. But it's because of the hand of God and standing on the promises of God that he is a preserver of life against all the satanic assaults of the devil. God's word is true. And, 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 and you know, and, and he, don't, he will take care of you. I know that beyond a shadow of a doubt. This will give you peace. This will help you rest. Because you're confident in the love of God. It's, it's, it's one thing to know that God saved you and he loved you, that he gave his only begotten son. But you have to grow in that love, people of God. You must grow in this love. I pray that when you leave here every time out of this house, that you every time you come, you have a fresh encounter with the love of God. I pray that every time you take the time intentionally to, you know, ingest the word of God, that you'll have a fresh encounter with the love of God. That each day you fall in love with Jesus more and more through the knowledge of who he is by you searching out his word. Because, you know, the love of God will help you and will keep you and will uplift you through no matter what the circumstance may be. If you believe that and receive that, say amen. amen. Hallelujah. I spoke with one of the pastors that's working with Dr. Paula Nunchi's uh, ministry, and I'm actually, actually going to be meeting with her um, this Tuesday. She's a pastor from Richmond, and it's, it's so wonderful because, uh, you know, she's from Nigeria, and then I love, I love, um, I love the way they speak, and I love their the accent. I love the, you know, Nigerians are they? You know, it's it's different when you get they they they're very honorable people. They believe like radically, and um, I love when I was talking to her because the first thing she says, um, "Good blessings, woman of God," and she says. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. <laughs> like, I felt like I was watching one of the services. She said, and I went, amen. 
it's so good speaking with you, and I, I can't wait to meet you. And she would say, in Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> so wonderful. God is good, amen. He's so wonderful. So the love of God. Let me just give you some things. What is the love of God? As I read to you, 1 Corinthians 2, 9. For eyes have not seen, nor ear heard, nor entered into the heart of man. The wonderful, say wonderful, things which God had prepared for them that love him. How many of you love Jesus? How many of you know that he has wonderful things in store for you? And how many of you know that he's not withholding anything from you? Hallelujah. You know, the best thing you can do is just fall in love with Jesus every day. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. You know, God is so smart. You know why? Because, <laughs> because, because you know, um, um, when they asked him, what is the greatest commandment? Because the, 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 he didn't say, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not murder, thou shalt not steal. You know, people try to hang on to that. Do you do away with those? No, you don't. Because look how awesome God is. He says, you know, the greatest commandment is love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. And the second one is likened unto the first. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Because when you genuinely love God, like the greatest commandment that he gave, when you genuinely love God, you're not going to want to kill. When you genuinely love God, you're not going to want to steal. You're not going to want to lie. You're not going to go off and commit adultery because you love God with everything that you are. And, and that love reverence him. Amen. That love reverence him. And so if you, you know, I always tell, you know, people always make it hard on themselves because they focus on the not do's. But if you focus on the do-do's, not the do-do, do-do, but that didn't sound right. <laughs> on the, what's that? On the thou shall. Yeah, thou, yeah. And so focus on what you, your, your main thing that you should do. Fall in love with God. This love is already in you if you're born again believer. Lord, the apostle Paul knew it. He said, he said, Lord, that I may know you. My earnest desire and my greatest expectation is that I may know you. Be more intimate, acquainted with you, and the power of your resurrection. He was a radical, addicted lover of God. Let's strive for that. Let this next month of, of this next year, let's aim at falling in love with Jesus than we've ever been. Come on, who, who's going to do that? Let's, let's decide that, 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 that these, you know, next month we're going to aim to falling in love with Jesus. And how we're going to do that? Through the knowledge of him. Amen. Through getting to know him even more. By the help of the Holy Spirit, this love of God will become an even greater reality in your life. That you're going to know it. You're going to notice it. You're going to be different. You know, somebody today was telling me, you know, that, they, that one of their family members was impacted because something happened. And they didn't react how they normally should have reacted. It should have been a big showdown. 
And that's what was being expected of that individual, but because that individual is not the same anymore. And what was the proof that he didn't react? He acted in the love of God. And that he was being, he was a witness without even knowing. Because that individual knew you wouldn't, back then we would, this would have been, I would have left. This would have been like over. This would have been a mess. But you're not the same. The love of God changes you. The love of God changed me as a wife. The love of God changed him as a husband. You heard my brother-in-law's testimony. The, it was the love. The love that changed, you know, changed, uh, changes uh, uh, to, to, to be uh, the, the, the wife that God called me to be, to him to be the husband that God called him to be, to be the mothers that God uh, called us to be, to be the fathers that God uh, called us to be. The love of God will change you, and the proof of it will be your actions. You can't claim to walk in the love of God and you're ugly. You know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't, you can't say, I, I, I got the love of God and nobody wants to be around you. Because you're like a ticking bomb. And, but you claim to have the love of God. But, but, you know, it's like, no. The love of God uh, 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 attracts. The love of God you know, there is that what the, well, let, you know what? Let's go there. 1 Corinthians 13. Hallelujah. Well, let's start at the beginning. The way of love. By the way, we have a marriage fellowship July the 13th. Right? The 13th? Don't miss it. We'll, we'll think about changing it, Joy. <laughs> she said that's her sister's birthday. <laughs> Don't miss it. July 13th. It's going to be fun. Giveaways and all. Amen. So, the way of love. 1 Corinthians 13. Listen up, guys. So, though I, I speak with... With the th tongues of men and of angels, and I have not charity. Remember, charity is agape love. Amen. Is the God kind of love. So you can scratch that out or put beside it agape love, the God kind of love. Maybe not scratch it out. Was that not good? Okay, don't scratch it out. J just put it on the side. Okay. Though I speak with the tongues of men, and of angels, and have no, not the God kind of love. And you know what? I think July is going to be all focused on the God kind of love. Who would like that? Amen. Uh, and have not the God kind of love, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. Just making noise, right? And though, and though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. What, what is, remember what, you know, uh, the scripture that says that, that in the last days many would say, Lord, Lord, uh, uh, and he would say, um, get away from me, I never knew you. But we cast out devils, but we did this. 
But he says they were workers of iniquity. And so you got to keep the, the love is the catalyst. Amen. Love is the activator, the love of God, the God kind of love. So that I can remove mountains and have no, uh, the God kind of love, I am nothing. And though I have the gifts of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have no God kind of love, it says I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, you can, you know, look at that. Listen to that. Just because you help people, that doesn't mean you're, that's love in itself. Are you with me? And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have no, not the God kind of love, it profited me nothing. The God kind of love suffer it long and is kind. Say kind. The God kind of love envy it not. The God kind of love vaunted not itself. What does that mean? It's not, it doesn't puff itself up, right? It's not exalt itself. Is that what it, that word vaunted mean? Somebody help me out that graduated because I dropped out. Okay. <laughs> like boasting. The, it doesn't, I'm this, I'm that. You know what? Let people will know who you are. I'd rather people, you know, it's just like, settle down. <laughs> and so um, it suffered long and is kind, the love kind of God, envy it not. It's not jealous. It vaunted not itself. It's not puffed up. Does not behave itself unseemly, seeking not her own. It is not easily provoked. And think it no evil. That's good, right? It, it doesn't seek its own. That's how we were, you know, without knowing this love. Just seeking your own. What can he do for me? Why isn't he doing this for me? Why isn't he pleasing me? Why isn't? And then when this started becoming a reality to me, God is like, why don't you do it? What you want him to do for you, do it for him. But, you know, I didn't know. I was, you know, and that, and don't be, you know, and, and get this in you. It'll help your marriage. It'll help your relationship with your children. It would help your, in your relationships with people. Amen. Are you here with me tonight? Hallelujah. It doesn't think evil. Um, uh, rejoice it not in iniquity, but rejoice it in the truth. The love of God. Or the God kind of love, rejoice it in the truth. Say that, rejoice it in the truth. It bear it all things. Believe all things. Hope it all things. And endure all things. That's why it's so important that you operating in this love. Because if in the last days due to iniquity, many, many's love shall wax cold. Not this kind of love. Not the love that you are carrying. This love will give you the, 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 the wisdom to never get offended. To never fall prey to the tricks of the enemy. To never uh, get a deviated from the plan of God for your life. You know, this love of God will protect you. And, and it will uh, uphold you. Amen. 
Amen. How many of you know that that is what has been helping you? If it hadn't been for the love of God, you know, if it hadn't been for this, the love of God himself helping you, uplifting you, protecting you, you know, you might not even be here. You've been given many reasons to get offended. You've been given many reasons. You know, has anybody irritated you? Have you been looked cross-eyed? You know, has, you know, sister so-and-so said something to you? Whatever. And in and, and, and the natural, you wanted to turn, but the love of God upheld you and held you so that you don't miss what God has for you. You know how many people I had this morning saying how thankful they are for, for this house? And they're thankful that they never left? If that's you, say glory to God. And I'm happy because I know what God has called us to do. I know where God is taking you. I know what is ahead. And I'm telling you, when, when, when God begins to reveal you these things and you, and you see it for yourself, there's nothing or no one that will be able to stop you because this wisdom and knowledge and, and seeing the wonderful things that God has for you, it's like a fire that is shut up in your bones that causes you to never quit, to keep on going to stay in love and walk in love to see what God has for you in store. And you have that. You have that. Say, I have that love. Say, and that love is growing more and more. And it's getting stronger and stronger in me. Come on, if you believe that, give the Lord some praise tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. If the enemy can just get you stirred up, don't. You're working on something. Hallelujah. And, and what God is doing in you, he's not just doing it for you. As far as you go is as far as people are going to go with you. You're the reason why many are going to make it. You're the reason why many are going to get their victories. You're the reason why many that are hopeless are going to have lively hope. Hallelujah. That's why we must have this love of God that sustains us, that empowers us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so it buried all things. Why? I don't, I don't deserve this. <laughs> Get over it. That's what the Lord used to tell me. But why am I going through this? You know, in our marriage. Or why do I got to be the one? Love bears under all things. Just, it upholds you. Amen. Hallelujah. The love of God upholds you. The love of God gives you, it's, it's the power of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Verse 8, the, 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 the God kind of love never fell. So if you operate in that love, you'll have victory every time. Every time. If you operate in the love of God, you'll have victory every time. Why? Because love never fails. When you, when you uh, apply the love of God in any situation, you are guaranteed victory. Because love never fails. If you're going through something, apply the love of God. And you are guaranteed victory. Every time. Say every time. Why? Because the God kind of love never fails. And Romans 5.5 5 says, and it never disappoints, and it will, it will never bring you to shame. 
Halleluja. So love never fails. But whether there are prophecies, they shall fail. Or they shall cease. Whether there are prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. These things are temporal. Prophecies, tongues. What else? Knowledge. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away with. And then I love verse 11. Get this in your spirit. Listen to me. Nudge the person next to you and say, listen to this. It's going to help you. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. We got to grow up in the love of God. Are you with me? You know, I cannot stand. Well, maybe that's not a good term. But, you know, people that, they, they call this thing that they, 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 they I, I'm not even going to go there. Never mind. I'm not going to go there. Don't encourage me. <laughs> You know, it's just sad, but I know it's, it's lack of understanding for people. And I'm, I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that you're getting this. I'm glad we got this. You know, we're not going to go through none of this middle-age crisis thing. You know what I'm saying? People leaving each other, trying to act like they're 15 all over again. For What? That's not for the body of Christ. Are you with me? You're in this for the long run. Amen. We're not trying to go backwards. We're going forward, but with the understanding that our lives forward in Christ gets better and better and better. We never have a better yesterday. We never have a better last year. People are like, how does it, man? I'm going to be in my 30s. I'm going to be. I said, wait till you get to your 40s. It's going to be the best years you talking about? I can't believe I'm in my 30s. And then I see people in their 50s. I'm like, man, you give me hope. Like, I want to be like that. Get around people. You know? I was looking at Brother Kenneth Copeland, 68. Wait. 87. Why are you like, oh, you're just going along with me. 87. Yes, he's heading to his 90s. And the, still, yeah. And the, and, the, and, the, and the doctors told him that he has a heart of a 20-year-old. Praise God. Hallelujah. Don't ever oh, wait till you get older. Well, I'm not looking forward to that. So don't talk that around me. Wait till your kids grow up. No, that's not what the Bible says. Oh, wait till you're 30. Wait till you're 60 years married. No. I know people that are married that long. And they're thriving. 
don't, 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 be careful who you let speak into your ears. Amen. I know Abraham and he was okay in his hundreds. <laughs> That's all I need to know. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, you know, it's like deciding what do you want? And then how do you want it? Uh, you want to do it God's way or, or you want to do it your own way? But when you decide to do it God's way, God, it, it, it'll, no, nothing is impossible with God. Nothing. Amen. We thought that our, we, we didn't even in the natural, like, how is our marriage ever going to be restored? We used to think, like, this is going to take a miracle. Because there's so much that was already there in between. And, and it, this is going to take a miracle. Little did, I thought I knew that God was a miracle working God. But until, you know, he did what only God could do, you know. And that's why, you know, it, there, you can't, you, no matter what is going on, you can't tell me God can't do it. The, the thing is not on God's end is what do you want from God and then are you willing to go for it God's way amen say God's way and we had to do that and we did that and and praise God by the grace of God by the hand of God by the mercy of God because God was so merciful and 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 you know here we are still standing here God is you know restoring people's lives Glory be to God. Right, Jessica and Gabriel? Man, that's another miracle right there. Y'all, y'all, you know who I'm talking to. Glory to God. And so, so you know, but you got to decide. You got to, you know, grow up in the love of God. And we never stop growing. Say, we never stop growing. So don't ever think that you, re you, get a, you, you hit a point where, like, I, I, I done exasperated all the love of God or I know all there is to God. No, you don't. You don't. Amen. I don't. And so we never get to that point. But as, as we, the more we seek him, the more we find him, the more we know of him, the more we trust him, and the more we love him. Hallelujah. And this love becomes unstoppable. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. But each and every one of you has to take that responsibility to see to it that you grow in the love of God. Amen. Who's willing to go to another level in your love with God? Praise the name of the Lord. I said, who's willing to go to another level? Hallelujah. Whose desire is that you may know him even, even more intimate? Press into the presence of God. You know, be intentional about your relationship with God. Don't wait to the perfect time because the perfect time is the time that you make time. Intentionally, there's so many distractions. There's so many people that are used to come and pull you away. You got to, number one, see to it that you intentionally make those appointments with the presence of God. Amen. Hallelujah. And, and, and God honors that. The Bible says that, that um, those that esteem him lightly, he esteems them lightly. So if you esteem God lightly, he will esteem you lightly. But if you highly esteem, esteem him, it says that he will anoint you uh, with the oil of joy even above your fellow brethren. So you see a lover of God, you recognize one. Are you with me? You can recognize a lover of God. God, God will cause you to stand out from your brethren. 
Hallelujah, because you cannot uh, be a radical lover of God and then somebody else pretending that they love God and you be the same. God will pour a oil upon you above your fellow brethren, the Bible says. And I see God doing that for you in the mighty name of Jesus as you pursue him more and more. If you receive that, say amen. amen. Say, pour it on me, Lord. God is a jealous God. We're in covenant. You know, I was reading a scripture the other day, but I don't remember which one it is. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was talking about uh, seeking him and being faithful to him and how God felt whenever people claim to love him, but they're out there whoring around. That's what the Bible says. You claim to love me, to seek me, but yet you're whoring around. You're out there committing adultery. And so if, 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 if he owns our life, we're committed to him. Amen. Just like you're committed to your spouse. You don't go whoring around if you're married. Amen. Don't let it get quiet here. Because it's in the Bible. And I'm not saying that so that you can use that loosely. I'm just showing you out of scripture. And so... You know, we're committed to God. And, and so then it says, 11, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Or a woman, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. And now abided faith, hope, and love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. What kind of love? The God kind of love. The agape, unconditional love for God that the Bible says while we were yet still sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. The, the love of God in John 3.16, for God did not come to condemn the world, but he came to save the world. That, that, you know, whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life because God so loved the world and has sent his only beloved son. And then in Romans 8, it says, is it Romans 8, 28? Put it up there. Romans 8, 28. I think that's, that's it. It says, uh, no, 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 uh, Romans 8, 32. Yeah, he that spared not his own son, but deliver him up for us for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? He gave his love, caused him to give us his best. Say his best. What? Who was his best? Jesus. Will he not along with him freely give us all things? All things with him. Hallelujah. And so God is a good God. Now, let me just probably share three things. And then and since we're going to be on this for the rest of, or, or today's the last week of, of July or the last Sunday, I mean, of June, then we'll pick up in July. Who, who would appreciate the, 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 the teachings on the God kind of love? Amen. Hallelujah. I believe it's going to take us to all to another level. Glory be to God. And so 
Now, love is the greatest of all. Amen. And this love is a, a, the power of God that will terminate every stress and struggle in your life. So you must know what love is in order to activate it in your life so that love can work for you. We know that God is love, but what is that supposed to look like in your life? Amen. Well, number one, love can also be defined as a God-first lifestyle. Because you say God, you love God, and that you have the God kind of love, but is God first in your lifestyle? You're not going to be that peop those people that, you know, love God with your mouth, but your heart is not there. Love can be defined as a God-first love style. Amen. God having first place in your life. Amen. God becoming your reason for living. And he being at the center of your life. In Matthew 22. Let's go there. Matthew 22. This, I'll just share three and then we'll continue. But we'll see, yeah. Uh, Matthew 22, verse 36. Are you glad you came tonight? Hallelujah. Matthew 22. Well, yeah, I've been quoting you this. Master, which is the greatest commandment in the law? There you go, so you can see it for yourself. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like unto it, thou shalt love your neighbor as yourself. Why? Because on these two commandments hang all the laws of the prophets. If you, if you, that, if you, if you keep those two commandments, then everything else hang on those two commandments of love. Loving God and loving your neighbor as you love yourself. Amen. You know you got to love yourself. God will help you love yourself. There's people that don't love themselves, and they can't love people. But God, God, let God help you, Amen. And so, um, so uh, uh, love, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your spirit, your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions, and then and then your mind. So if you love God, you're not just gonna let anything be up here. Are you with me? You're not just going to let your emotions run wild. You're going to honor God because you love him with, with everything, every part of you. Are you with me? You, you love him with your heart. You love him with your soul. And you love him with your mind. You love him with your strength. And that love of God will keep you, uh, uh, that you're operating in the spirit of God. That you get your emotions in line. That you get your thought process in line. With the grace of God that has been given to you, you are able to do what God has called you to do. God will never call you to do something that he has not given you or equipped you with, with the means to be able to do it. Amen. So if God tells you something, he's equipped you to do it. Aren't you grateful? Hallelujah. So the God first lifestyle is loving God with the whole of your heart, soul, and mind. 
So when you put, have you heard this saying? This is where it comes from. When you put God first, you'll never finish last. This is where that, where that saying comes from. When you, when you let God's love dominate you and you put God first in your lifestyle, then you can be for sure that you, God will never put you last or you will never end last. Are you thankful for that? Hallelujah. So two, so you love God. It, it, it's, it's defined as a God first love style. God first. Amen. Number two, love is a kingdom priority lifestyle. A kingdom priority lifestyle. Are you with me? You're kingdom minded, eternally minded. You know that you're, you're, this is not your home. Amen. You're about your father's business. We know, well, I'm not going to say we know, but in Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Isn't that awesome? If, if the love of God is in place in your life, there's a kingdom priority lifestyle. And everything that you try to get or obtain on your own, God says, I'll see to it that they're added unto you. Isn't that wonderful? That's why I said this morning that, you know, uh, 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 when what you do unto others is like if you're doing it unto God and God will refresh you. Amen. Winning souls. You're believing for loved ones? Go win souls. You should be winning souls anyways because it's the great commission for every believer. Amen. But it's, 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 it's being kingdom priority lifestyle. In the Amplified, it says it like this. Hallelujah. But first and most importantly, say first. You see that? God first lifestyle is the love of God. Kingdom priority lifestyle is the love of God. But first and most importantly, seek, aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness. What is his righteousness? His way of doing and being right. The attitude and character of God. Oh, can I help you? Dr. Paula Nunchi was in Tanzania. Um, this past weekend, and he was teaching leadership um, there on the power of character. Go watch it. It is powerful. I was so blessed by it, and I know that you will be blessed too. Amen. I believe it was uh, Saturday morning that, that, that he taught that lesson um, because it's important. All these things will be added unto you. And then I love what it says. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. You can't change nothing. But if you put God first, he is saying, I will add things, these things, unto you. Who believes that? If you believe that, say amen. Hallelujah. The struggle ends. Amen. The struggle ends. Well, let's go back a little bit. Verse 25. 
Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink. Matthew 6, 25. Nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. Ever took time to look at the birds? <laughs> For they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, Will he not much more clothe you, O oh, you a little faith? He will do that for you. Therefore, verse 31, don't worry, saying. See, don't worry, saying. Don't worry, saying. Don't, look at your neighbor and say, don't worry. Much less say what you're worrying about. <laughs> don't worry, saying. What shall we eat? How are we going to do it? How are we going to pay this? How are we going to do that? Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek or the world. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness, his ways of doing things. Remember, you got to make a decision that you're going to do it God's way. And when you do it, you're going to see word of God results. And all these things shall be added unto you. Say all these things. Hallelujah. There's a blessing for uh, uh, putting God's kingdom first. There's a blessing for a God-first lifestyle. How many of you believe that? How many of you can testify since you got serious with God, since you started putting God first, God began to do things for your life? Or you might say, I haven't seen anything, Pastor Sandy. Well, I'm telling you, don't quit. Keep going. Keep putting God first. God is faithful and he is true to his word. If you believe that, say amen. Amen. So Jesus meant that we should seek first the advancement the promotion, and the expansion of the kingdom in righteousness and all these things that others are dying to get. You know, it's not, a, it's not up to us to, to toil. The Bible says the blessing of the Lord, it make it rich and it add no sorrow. God never asked us to go chasing after things. He, we're supposed to be after him. Amen. And when we do, he helps us. He'll give you the desires of your heart. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. It pays to serve the Lord. How many of you believe that? How many of you are experiencing that? He gives you the wisdom. He'll give you keys. He'll give you God ideas. Glory be to God. He'll help you. Glory be to God. But put his kingdom first. Amen. And all these things that others are dying to get, shall be added unto you. You know, uh, um, uh, when the law of love is fulfilled, blessings of God 
follow. Amen. When the law of God is fulfilled, the blessings of God uh, follow. I, I've seen it. You know, people, they call a blessing something that is not. They get disconnected. You know, they, they, they were seeking God. They were on fire for God. And all of a sudden, you know, they, 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 they got a promotion. And that promotion, they can't come to church. And, you know, they love God. And, and God knows God, you know, I got to work. And, well, no. You know, and before you know it, they not only, you know, and they'll, they'll leave. And, 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 and before you know it, it's like a, a whole mess. And it was a tactic of the enemy to get you away from putting God first. If you put God first, you'll never finish last. I'm telling you, it's your, it's your way to, to break through into victory and to put an end to every struggle in your love, life. The love walk. Hallelujah. And, and so God is merciful. If that has been your case, God will forgive you. God is merciful, but I'm telling you, the quickest way is to get back in the love of God, to get back in putting and living the God first lifestyle, in, in, in putting God's kingdom and making it a priority in your life, to expanding the kingdom of God. When you do that, you know, people feel like you got to choose your family or the kingdom of God. No, you don't. You don't have to do that. You know, when, when, when you're operating in the kingdom of God and in the love of God, God will give you the wisdom and help you with your family. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me give you one more, and then I'll leave you there. The love of God. The love of God uh, is defined as God-first lifestyle. Love is a kingdom priority lifestyle. And then the third one, love is identifying with Jesus openly, publicly, and unashamed. Are you unashamed of Jesus? Or do people at your job still don't know that you're saved? I worked at a, at a doctor for 15, and, and they knew. Not because I went around announcing it. Because of your actions, of your non-compromising. People know when they need prayer, guess who they go? Because they know that they might not want you in public, but they'll come to you because you, they know you got the answers. But they know that you're a believer. Amen. And the love of God is identifying with Jesus openly, publicly, and unashamed. Publicly identifying with Jesus and his word without any sense of, of shame wherever we find ourselves. Amen. And God will help you. God will help you be bold. God will help you, you know, to not, 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 you know, the Apostle Paul said in Romans um, 1.16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel. You know, how can we be ashamed if he, he was, he's saved us? How can you, you know, be a, you know, when you understand that Christianity is not for the weak and cowards, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It takes courage to do what is right. It takes courage when you're standing and doing what is right and everybody else is bowing the knee. It takes courage to stand up for righteousness. And, 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 and when everybody's going one way, you're going the other way. It takes courage. But God, you know, the, that's why God commanded us, be strong in the Lord. That's a command. 
to be strong. Well, how do I develop my strength? The Bible says that draw your strength from God. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Draw your strength from him as you unite yourself to him. That means that every time that you are in a devotion with God, every time that you are praying, every time that you're calling out to God, every time that you worship him, you don't even know, but there's a fresh strength by the presence of God that is coming upon you. And I see that strength coming upon you fresh and anew even now in Jesus' mighty name. You are being even strengthened right now. Amen. When you understand that you are on the winning side, when you understand, man, man, embarrassed of what? You ought to be embarrassed for not serving God. I know where you're headed if you don't repent. I know you ain't happy. All that, all that Facebook show, at the end of the day, you're sad, laying your head on your pillow, you're miserable, and all, nothing, nothing makes you, you're not happy. Because without Jesus, I live that life. It's a life of pretending that you're happy, and you're not happy. And thank God that Jesus didn't die and shed his blood to give us a life of pretension. He really died to give us the good life. And I love this good life. How many of you love this good life? How many of you are thankful for this good life? (laughs) How many of you have made up your mind? I'm sold out. There's nothing the devil can come and fling. No man, no woman, no amount of money, no amount of pleasure of this world could ever. The Apostle Paul said, I am convinced that there'll be nothing in hell, in heaven, in the earth, under the earth that will be able to separate me from the love of God. I pray that you hit that convincing now in Jesus' name. I am convinced. I am convinced. He's been too good to me. He's been so merciful. I should have been dead. I should have deserved the worst, but he had mercy on me. <laughs> he had mercy on me. How can I not praise him? How can I not serve him? How can I not give him my life? How can I pretend that I love God and I don't, I don't have a God-first lifestyle? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. How can I be ashamed? How can I be ashamed? The giver of life, savior of of my life, lover of my soul, died for me publicly so that I can be a, We're going to be the most unashamed people in Houston, Texas. People are going to know us in this city. Can I tell you something? I was laughing with my husband because he's talking to, he was talking to an old friend. My husband, one of his uh, uncles passed away. Horrible. And um, I don't know why I said horrible. It was an unexpected sudden death pains in your legs, you're in a coma the next day. It's like horrible. Thank God for the divine healing and the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Well, he went 
to this, and then you know funerals, you see, I don't, I don't like, you've seen, um, I didn't go, he went, but he got to see some of the, which was good because he got to connect with some people, got to minister to some people, and he said that one of the, one of a good friend, old friend, uh, the, the brother and the sister, one of the sisters is from Houston, and they were going to a church, but at COVID, they closed the church, so they just, you know, she was really aware of all this crazy agenda that happened through COVID. People still, if you don't know all that was a setup, I don't know what to tell you. And so anyways, um, it, w- it was a real virus, but anyways, let's not go there again. Praise the Lord. But anyways, so the, the, the church closed down and they did just decided to leave. And sadly, they're like at a, they, they drove to San Antonio for a house church. Somebody started a church. Anyways, they're going to be visiting. So, you know, when they come, they're going to, yeah. And so, anyways, they said, you know, we went to, where do they go? Dallas or San Antonio? Corpus Christi because they went to go, like, see this Christian band, the rappers and stuff like that. I don't know if it was, like, kingdom music. How many of you know them? I don't know if it was Marcus Rogers. They were, like, all over there. <laughs> and and then she was talking to, like, the, the people the, 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 that were doing the, the concerts. They were all around there. And they said, Corpus Christi. And, and, and she says that her and her husband were there and some other friends. And they said, um, do y'all know a church in Houston? And one of the guys says, well, we heard of the Power of Love Church. Well, we heard there's the power of love, a love of love church, and it, we heard a lot of things about the power of love church. What? In Corpus Christi? <laughs> what the? They ain't seen nothing yet. We just, we're just starting to make noise. Hallelujah. We're just starting to take territory. Hallelujah. We see what God is doing. We see how he's prepared the people of this house. And I see people sold out, people that have made up their mind, people on board to expand the kingdom of God in this final hour that God has given us to gather up the harvest. If you're part of that, Army, I want you to give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. And she told my husband that. They said, they said, we heard of the Power Love Church in Houston, Texas. And I said, wait a minute, but who know, who was it? I don't know. She says they were talking to the, 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 the people from the concert and stuff like that. And I said, wow, that's pretty awesome. Amen. Huh? Yeah, he says, we heard it's popping over there. (laughs) We're popping for Jesus. I heard it's popping over there. Oh, aren't you thankful you belong to a church that's popping? And And even for Jesus, and even Corpus Christi is hearing what God is doing through the power of love church. I'm telling you, we're, getting, we're fixing to get ready to see the days where people are going to drive up and there's not going to be enough room for people to get in this place. Hallelujah. Woo! Number 
Mark 8.38, and I'll leave you with, um, 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 I said three. Mark 8.38. We heard they're popping for Jesus. No, we heard that church is popping. Isn't that awesome? Glory to God. We popping. Glory. Jesus said, you hear me say this every service, the altar call. For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him the Son of Man also will be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me, I will be ashamed of you. Well, the message translation puts it a little bit more down to earth. If any of you are embarrassed of, over me and the way I'm leading you when you get around your fickle and unfocused friends, know that you'll be an even greater embarrassment to the Son of Man when he arrives in all the splendor of God, his Father with an army of the holy angels. You know, if you're going to serve God, serve him all the way. Don't play games. He knows he's God. But I'm telling you, the best thing is to surrender your life to Jesus completely once and for all. Making the decision, God, I'm going to serve you with all my heart. And my aim is going to fall in, is to be to fall in love with you. And, you know, there is that which God loves and there is that which God hates. God loves righteousness and he hates wickedness. He hates wickedness. And we shouldn't even have a part of wickedness. If it's ungodly, don't have a part. The, the Bible says don't even sit at the tables with those that pretend to love God. It says that. Come on. Hallelujah. You know, the enemy is working his best. And, 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 and not in the world. He already got the world. But you got to make up your mind. I am convinced that there will be nothing that will be able to separate me from the love of God. Hallelujah. David said in Psalm 119, verse 46, I will speak of thy testimonies also before kings, and I will not be ashamed. David said that. I will speak of thy testimonies also before kings, and I will not be ashamed. When's the last time you shared your testimony? Well, you know, Pastor, if I had your mic, I would. <laughs> well, sorry. Not sorry, but you know what I mean. Tell it to somebody. Somebody, I'm telling you, people's hearts are so ready, so ready to receive from, from the Lord. They're waiting for somebody to come and tell them. You'll be surprised how ready people are. They're, they're waiting for somebody to come and tell them they done tried everything. Nothing has worked. And then so when you come and share the good news of the gospel, they're already. Never be ashamed uh, to share your testimony. The Bible says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. When's the last time you shared it to somebody? You know, keep sharing it. Tell people what God has done. You know, I love what Pastor Rodney says. You know, you keep telling your testimony. You think everybody has heard it, but not everybody has heard it. And if they heard it, they'll get something else. Amen. Keep telling what God has done in your life. And as you give him glory for what he's done in your life, he'll give you more reasons to testify about his goodness. 
You know, you know what, what, what happens when you testify? You're prophesying. You're prophesying to your, to your future. You're testifying of what God has done and what you're saying that what, what is ahead of you, God has already redeemed you and granted you your testimony for whatever it is. Whatever test might come, because you're testifying of what he has done, you've already got the testimony. You already got the victory. You already, you know, have the victory of whatever challenge comes your way. Just like you're, he gave you, just like he helped you and, 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 and you know, gave you that testimony, you're, you're prophesying into your, 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 uh, what's ahead of you, and you're already saying, I, uh, this, God helped me once, and he'll do it again. God brought me through, he'll bring me through again. God broke me through, he'll break me through again. If he did it once, he'll do it again. Hallelujah. Keep giving God glory. Come on, give the Lord a mighty shout of praise tonight. Hallelujah. Worship team, go ahead and come up here. Praise. Has this helped you? <sighs> I'm going to continue on these lines, you know, if the Lord tarries. I'm going to continue on these lines. What's love got to do? Everything. Like Jesse Plan said, absolutely everything. But you know what? As you operate in this love of God, I see, I see you walking in victory. Amen. Victory over your body, victory over your health, victory over your mind, victory over your emotions, victory to be strong in, in the Lord and the power of his might, to not miss what God has for you and for your family, protecting you from every offense, protecting you from anything that will take you away from the path that God has predestined you to walk. In Jesus' name, if you believe that, say amen. Give the Lord one more shout of praise for his word, for his love. How many of you are thankful for the love of God? I'll continue on this Sunday night, Lord willing. And then on Sunday morning, we'll just continue on God's love. Amen. Praise the Lord. Are you glad you came tonight? Well, if you're here tonight and you've never given your life to Jesus... I want to um, give you an opportunity to do so tonight. I never assume that everybody is saved or that everybody is, that is here is where they need to be with God. So if you're here tonight and you need prayer, you need salvation, you need to come back to God, I want to take this time to pray with you. You can, you can, we, we can do that now. You, all you got to do is just um, right where you're at, just stand, and then you can meet me at the altar. But, um... I don't assume. Amen. And we always give people an opportunity um, to be saved or to make things right with God. Amen. Praise the Lord. All is well. If you're here tonight and you need prayer. I, I, I didn't do this at the beginning and I meant to, but Gio, we're so glad you're here. You just graduated second year. Come over here. This man right here, he's this guy right here. He's, he's a, 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 a quality man. He's an, he, he's an awesome guy, Gio. He's um, just graduated his second year at RBI, 
Tell us what the Lord has been doing. They love Gio. He's Jill, you're going to be a great husband one day. Not, I know you're not thinking about that. <laughs> What's your type? Not just kidding. <laughs> we see Jill every time that we go and we spend time together over there. But I'm so glad you're here. And uh, I love what God is doing in your life there at the river. You hear nothing but good news about, about uh, Jill, unlike Samantha when she was over there. Just kidding, Samantha. Just kidding. But Gio, just share what, what, let them know a little bit about what God, what God is doing with you over there and what you're doing. Well, it's good to be back for a little bit. Um, but yeah, like Pastor Sandy said, I, it's been two years now. Uh, I just graduated in May, um, finished second year. Um, going to start doing my third year in August when I go back next week. But um, it's been a journey. It's been a journey since the beginning since I've, since I've been there, I remember my first youth week whenever I went over there. That Friday night, I heard the call of God to go to school there. Um, yeah. I, w- I wanted to go the year before, but I came too late, and they were like, we ain't got no room for you. So I had to wait it out a whole year. And then so I ended up going, and that Friday night, the last day, I heard I heard God speak to me that I was going to go to school there. And... Um, and I said okay that night, but then obviously I still had my whole senior year to think about what I was going to do for the rest of my life. And I was contemplating and, you know, thinking of other things that I would do. And, and I just kind of put it to the side for a little bit. And then, like, right before the application was due for, for school, people were talking to me about it. They were like, hey, have you gave it any thought or anything like that? And I was like, what? I mean, a little bit, but I didn't, I didn't really focus on it too much. And... A week before the deadline was due, I was like, you know what, I'll just fill it out. You know, if I li- if I'll go to orientation or whatever, if I like it, I'll stay. If I don't, I'll just come back. And so that was my whole mindset. And then so I ended up going to the next youth week, which was a week before school started. And that, that Tuesday, I just, confirmation, it was like, you come to school here. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do one year. And then God was like, no. And I was like, okay, I'll do two years. And he was like, no, how long is school? And I was I was like, I guess it's three years. And he was like. All right, then. So I was like, okay, but I mean, it's been it's been it's been uh, a great honor and a privilege to be at, at that ministry to be able to uplift Pastor Ronnie's and and Adonica Howard Brown's hands and um, be able to serve in different departments. You know, it's it's a blessing to be able to have different uh, uh, pastors and mentors uh, speak into your life and and just to be every day, every opportunity. Like you don't have to be in a classroom to receive, and that's what I've learned, especially from he even from here. Um, like it, you're, whether you're serving, you know, in hospitality or you're serving to, you know, clean the restrooms or you're in maintenance everywhere, every, every department that you're at, there's a key, right? And you have to pick up on that key because that's, that's what's going to, that's going to, that's what's going to build your faith. That's what's going to build your walk with God. And so it's been an honor. It's been a privilege. Um, it, nothing but good for that ministry I, from everywhere. I'm like, they have an auto shop. They got the first day I got there, they were like, they, they put you in departments and they were like, um, they give you a little sheet and you can put like what departments you want to be in or what, what do you like, what you're good at. And so I walk, I walk up and I give her the paper. She, she looks at me. She gives, she looks like about five seconds. She's like, maintenance. <laughs> and I was like, dang, that's, that's, that's kind of cold, but <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's kind of cold, but okay. I was like, just cause I'm brown, huh?
No, but it, it's good. No, they, they love me, and I love them. Oh, yes, they have, like, a culinary. They don't have, it's not, they kind of have, like, a culinary institute so that, like, you you can serve whenever you're in school. You can serve in there, and it's a, I mean, it's like a five-star restaurant. Like, they have top-of-the-line Michelin stuff. Some of the ovens that they have in there, you can't even get those ovens. Like, you have to be certified by the by the company, which they're in Italy, and you have to go to a whole certification to get there. And it's 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 awesome. Like, it's they, they don't play around. Like, it's not like no, you know, I mean, no McDonald's or anything like that. You know what I mean? They're not in there cooking up some double meat whoppers or something. You know, have it your way. Um, but, no, it's it's good. You it's, 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 it's awesome. Every department, you know, I'm learning something, whether it's auto shop or maintenance or kitchen. Ushers, whatever. I mean, it's always you're always learning something. W O R K. Yeah. We love you. I love y'all. Yes, ma'am. This is home. We miss you, but I'll be. I'll. I'm coming back. You are. I am. I am. Just in case y'all didn't know. Unless, obviously, obviously, with whatever the Lord says, but the plan is I'm coming back. You hear that, single ladies? Not just kidding. <laughs> we love you, Chio. You know, we um, we were, Pastor Rodney had invited us to go up and eat. And it's it's like, it's like top quality. Like, it's it's changed. So it's only like, I think there's only like five tables. And you got to, you know, go upstairs. And it's only like five tables. So it's only like a selected few that get to go up there. And Pastor Rodney invited us to go up there. And he, he they built a whole state-of-the-art kitchen upstairs and you know with glass windows and so he's Pastor Ronnie's so excited and he's like uh let me let us give you a tour of the kitchen and so you have the chef Pastor um Charlene Charlie Charlie yeah Charnay and uh, um so and then they have all the helpers dressed in white and then I, I see Gio standing there and I'm like <laughs> give me extra bread Gio <laughs> Roll, please. <laughs> Hook a sister up. <laughs> it's so awesome to see. And then, uh, you know, that, you, you know, that where God is going to take you. Sometimes we think we have it all figured out, but we don't know. We only know in part. Amen. But it's amazing. It's amazing. And, and, and he got that call at a youth camp. I pray that as your children go there this time, that they will have such a powerful encounter with God that they'll come back so in love with Jesus that even at a young age, they will be sold out completely for the kingdom of God. If you believe that, for the youth of the power of love church, say amen. Hallelujah. Well, have you been blessed tonight?